Hi, you guys. Welcome. This is Richard Sachs, and this is Lost Arts Radio Live. I'm glad you found us. Happy Thanksgiving. That's what they're celebrating or just did in the U.S., and you're allowed to celebrate it anywhere you want. In fact, um, I would say gratitude is really good for you and good for your physical body. There's always something you can be grateful for, and there's always something you can be mad about, too. It's kind of your choice, you know, but your physical body is listening to you because these are our costumes, not who we are. And they're not like the ones you buy at the drugstore. They're alive and they're conscious and they're listening and they're watching and they're, they're full of intelligence and consciousness. Science doesn't know about that yet, but it's really true. Every cell is conscious and it takes its cue from you, the person who's wearing the costume. So we talked about this a little bit in the Safe Stream show today. What, what you're broadcasting, you know, people are aware now because of the nonsense with this weaponized wireless technology of 5G and 6G and all the, as many other G's as they can manage to build and deploy against us that cell towers put out invisible radiation frequencies. So frequencies real. Pretty much everybody is aware of that now. But the rest of the story is that there's not only these dangerous frequencies of the cell towers and wireless, which are all weaponized, by the way. You should get your computer off wireless as soon as you can. If you want to. I mean, it's up to you. But it, wireless is bad for your health, and it's bad for the health of any living organism. Um, Josh Del Sol did a great video called, uh, what was it, Take Back Your Power a few years ago. And it was showing even insects are damaged by smart meters. And so are trees and plants and everything. It's not a mistake that this kind of technology has has been weaponized. It doesn't have to be. There are frequencies that are life-friendly. All the technologies could be life-friendly. Everything could be recyclable 100%. Plastics could be made differently so they break down in the earth. None of this stuff is happening by mistake. So gratitude is really good, and it doesn't mean being blind to what's happening around you. In fact, gratitude helps clarify your vision. Um, Choosing not, a lot of uh, people would rather not know about what's going on, at least certain parts of it, and that's totally understandable. I mean, there's some nasty stuff going on, right, in the world. You're probably aware of it if you're watching us here. But choosing to be unaware of it is not how you be spiritual. And it's an honest mistake that a lot of people make, but then they get blindsided by the effects of what happens and they're, you know, meditating and a tractor comes through the house or, you know, this happened in Tibet a lot of the time other places around the world where people are being spiritual and they're overrun by what's happening. So I think we have to blend the two. You know, the the job that we have if we're aware of these higher levels of existence is to connect into the spiritual side as much on a real level, on a powerful level as we can, and then be like a bridge and bring it into the physical world. And... I'm talking about doing that to a level where things get harmonious here. And I'm very well aware that that has not been done by anybody for the last tens of thousands of years, or we wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing. You know, in the history of the world, there have been more advanced times, certain times in Atlantis and Lemuria and other parts of the world where things were better aspects of ancient Egypt, parts of it. People always think that, oh, Egypt is all evil. No, Uh, there were times when there was great wisdom there. But it was isolated, partial incidents, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what if we had the power to start a real positive pandemic of consciousness that was like a wave of healing over the world, not in a belief system, and make all kinds of statements about how great it is, 
I'm saying, what if we could do it? Totally different proposal. You know, belief, you can do a belief pretty easily. You just need promotion and members and stuff like that. But I'm talking about what if we really did what, what we're talking about here? Is it a stupid fantasy or do we have the potential to do it? And I will get to the reason why I called the, uh, the show The Recall Vacation and How to Control It. Recall, I, I'm assuming that you guys saw the original, um, what was it called? Total Recall movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. On the later ones I didn't see, I don't know if they're any good, but the first one was really interesting. It's pretty violent, like all of his movies seem to be, but um, very significant. And it was about the idea that in this futuristic sci-fi world that he was living in, what people could do if they wanted to have a vacation is they'd go to a company called Recall, and Recall would implant memories that were the complete vacation of wherever you wanted to go. You a lot of people went to Mars and to different other planets, I guess, and different parts of the world. And you don't have the irritation of having to pay to go there because you don't physically ever really go. You just have an implanted memory. And then you feel exactly like you would if you had gone. Like a simulation, right? And uh, in that simulation... You can show up as any kind of a character you want. You can be a, you know, billionaire flying in on their own private private jet, or um, somebody in great physical condition to go to the beach, and everybody's amazed at what your body looks like. You can do whatever you want. You can have all these friends there. You can have beautiful partners, men, women, whatever you want, and it's all what you want. And the experience is what you want. The weather's perfect. If you want thunderstorms, you can get thunderstorms. It has, you know, big selling points over regular vacations where you don't know what's going to happen. And you can be a big hero or, you know, a nobody or whatever you want. So that's what we're talking about, the recall vacation. And you might think, oh, that's an interesting little silly movie reference. That's not how I mean it. And we talked a little bit about um, the simulation idea among some quantum physicists and other people that are proposing that maybe that's what's going on in the world and that's what our lives are representing. And there are reasons to think that that's true. doesn't mean that there's no God, there's nothing like that. It's a deeper understanding of how things work here. And there's a lot of evidence that that's true. And we really don't have time to get into it today, but on the health level, there are experiments that have been done that show for sure that if anybody among us who is in this simulation together gets focused and becomes aware of what they're broadcasting in frequency and decides what that should be and puts it out, that everybody else gets affected. And the idea is that we're all affecting each other now. And and this starts to get into a level that our rulers would prefer that we don't become aware of. But the middle level servants of evil don't have any idea about it. I've checked. And they don't see it as a threat. What I think is it's the biggest threat that we have to to the evil system, the biggest potential way that we could have anything to do with turning it around because they think they've got all the other avenues covered. And it's great to see people out protesting and marching by the millions in the streets as the criminal media reports a few hundred and there are pictures coming in from private reporters all over the world that major cities are just being flooded with protesters, and what's the response of the power structure to that? Double down, triple down, quadruple down, just keep going, and be more and more and more oppressive. Although, when the crowds get to a certain level, 
And we saw this even in Australia where things are pretty intense right now. As I think you know, the police stopped trying to club everybody and attack women and kids and, you know, be monsters for a paycheck, which is what they've been doing every day in a lot of places in the world, especially Australia, New Zealand, and a little bit in the U.S., but more so in England and Canada. And when the crowd gets big enough, interestingly enough, the police in videos that we've seen of the Australian marches, they say, they probably are thinking, you know, I can't club a million people today. That's not going to work. In fact, they might not like it and they could get upset. So maybe I'll just walk along with them peacefully. And that's what they do. So that's great. But what I'm saying is on a deeper level, I want us to be able to have enough influence over things that the people within the power structure that are ordering the police to become criminals and the military to become criminals, that those people in positions of giving orders are subject to change as well. Not just fighting them, but changing them. That's what I really want to see. Because if you just try to change it by destroying all the bad guys, very often the results are not what you think they will be. And I'd like to see it done in a harmonious way if that's possible. So the balance that I'm suggesting that we have is is um, not possible if we try to be unaware of what's going on in the world. And there's got to be some kind of a blend of being aware, strategically aware of what the dark forces are doing and what they're planning and where they're going and why and the motivation that's different on all the different levels of the power structure. Um, to be aware of that, generally how it works, but be in touch with something that gives you the power, which is not focused on, you know, just fighting them in the street or something. It's much more powerful than that. And we talked about it a little bit in the um, safe stream version, which is right before this show. And that's recorded, so you can see it if you want to. Um, I know it's hard to look at what's going on, especially if you have any kind of empathy for what's happening. We've gotten used to accepting levels of horror that are not normal. They're so far from normal, you can't even describe it, really. And it's hard to look at it if we're carrying a lot of fear, which is one reason they use the the bosses of the negative side use their channels like media and government to spread as much of fear as possible. It's not just because it adds kind of a nice flavor to their destruction. It's because it's essential to keep it going. And it's totally optional how we respond to it. You know, they they had a um, development in the last couple of days that was reported on yesterday and today, and it was what we've been expecting. You know, those of us that understand their strategy, that these variants were going to keep coming up. They don't exist, okay, but they, they're going to keep coming up even though they don't exist. Um, you have to understand how that works, and that's why I think it was last week that I gave the show basically to David Martin, and we listened to one of his great talks. There's another one that links are below the video that you're watching live at the moment, but it'll be recorded available later. And uh, David Martin is one of the best sources, Dr. David Martin, um, for understanding where the pandemic came from and where the virus came from and where the variants come from. Um, to start understanding that, one of the little facts about it that is very helpful is to know that there's no evidence at all that the virus SARS-CoV-2 exists, period. And the only real evidence you can get to show that any virus exists requires isolation. That means you've got to get a pure culture of it without anything else. And you've got to 
get that from a person who's got the sickness, well, no, just to show that it exists, all you have to do is isolate it. And there have been numerous legal um, demands for the health agencies like CDC, you must have heard of them, the one that Dr. Limbo calls the Center for Disease Creation and Proliferation, which I think is a much better title than the one they're using right now. But they have been asked to provide, of course, just a sample of the purified virus. And they said, um, sorry, we don't have anything like that. And in Alberta, Canada, there's a famous case by Patrick, what's his last name? Maybe I'll remember. And um, he was accused of being outside in a protest when he wasn't allowed to be. And so he said, okay, let's go to court and show that this pandemic actually exists. That would be reasonable because that's why you're arresting and fining me. So he subpoenaed the top health officer in Alberta and said, I want to see which is not should not be hard for you to provide, a purified sample of the pathogen that is being blamed for the pandemic. It's called SARS-CoV-2. And it supposedly causes a disease, which is called COVID-19. So please bring that with you or send it in advance. Reasonable request. And he got finally got back a response that said, um, well, we would do that, but we don't have it. So there is no evidence that I have heard of. I'm not saying there isn't any, but I haven't heard of any. And I looked a lot, and I still am open to it, that the virus exists. And there are these great doctors who will risk their lives to say that um, there's a bioweapon being injected into people and things like that that are really important to know. And they still think the virus exists. I won't name them. I don't want to embarrass them because they're great people. But they do, they're so well trained, i.e. brainwashed, in medical school, memorizing stuff they think they learn, but they actually memorize it. And they don't get that if a virus is not isolated, you don't really know if it exists. And as long as you have no idea if it exists... You can't really have a very good pandemic because the pandemic has to be caused by something, you see. And that's embarrassing and they don't want to talk about it. So they call you a conspiracy theorist. And the people who are enforcing the censorship of this stuff, they're making a big mistake because it affects them too. No matter how much money they're making to look authoritative on a news show, it endangers them. They're going to be living in, if they let this go, so much tyranny that people will be locked in their houses until they're killed, which is really not a good idea. And at some point, the, the chain has to be broken. So, Dr. David Martin, the reason I told you, I really think you should take the time to listen carefully to both of his lectures that were recently given that are both linked I think if Doug has got it done in, in the um, below the video, if, if it's not there now, it will be. And listen to what he has to say. These, these gene sequences, these genetic sequences were patented for the vir so-called virus and a whole bunch of variants in case they were needed around 2000, the, the exact years in the videos that are linked. They didn't exist. They just made up a sequence. I mean, I know it's really hard to imagine that these amazing scientists and medical people would do stuff like, you know, it, it's less sophisticated than the kid raiding the cookie jar. It's like, what? They made it up? Yeah, they made it up. And that's what David Martin is saying. And they made up all the variants. They've got as many as they need. So, um... The pandemic so far has been very successful. It's destroyed a lot of countries' economies. It's killed millions of people by starvation when the supply chain that they depend on from the first world countries is sh shut down to a great extent. 
people in places like the African countries and Central and South American countries, lower class people in there that don't have as much money, they just die. And that's not by accident. It's because that's one of the many purposes of the fake pandemic. It's successful. Okay, it's not a, not a mistake. It's not, not failing so far. But they are trying to accelerate because they're afraid somebody might spark awakening in the population. And there's a lot of people doing that right now. Which makes the rulers really nervous. Because how are you going to destroy a planet and exterminate everybody if they just selfishly become conscious when you're in the middle of killing them? It's so irritating. So um, that's why they're accelerating, in my opinion. You know, and you can see if you agree or not. But that's why they're speeding up. And how do you accelerate when there's like in the U.S. something like 80 million people that don't have a great fear of the so-called virus, SARS-CoV-2. You come up with a variant. And so they have all these variants in the computer files that are ready to go. They don't exist. And David Martin gets into that in great detail. And I would recommend that the wonderful doctors that are speaking out with tremendous courage that have been on Alex's show and a lot of other big platforms Listen to David Martin, you guys. What it looks like very strongly right now is that the virus and the variants are imaginary. They're made up. There is a bioweapon, and David Martin gets into this in detail too. That's why I took the time to play it for you last week. It's really, you know, don't get bored. It's very important. It relates to your actual life. So there is a bioweapon. That's why all these people get sick, even before the vaccine started making them a lot sicker and killing them. There was an initial bioweapon release in certain cities, not just Wuhan, but New York, um, northern Italy, places in Central and South America, other places around the world. It was released somehow, and some of these really good Awake doctors have theorized how that might have been happening. There are contact poisons. There are a lot of other ways to get it out. It can be aerosolized. And even then, the people that did get sick, like in New York City, they were easily healed. And the doctors who dared to do that, like Zelensky and many others in California and other places too, they got viciously attacked. And shut down. And the cheap and effective medicines that they were using that actually help people were barred. That should be a big clue about what is the pandemic. If you shut down a cent, and uh, Steve Kirsch and others are who got themselves vaccinated before they understood. You know, he's a really, these are smart people and good people. Steve is doing wonderful work now. He was on Alex's show too, multiple times. Alex is doing great work for the whole world with this platform. And he had Steve on there and Steve was saying, I didn't know, you know, we were taught to trust authority. Taught to trust, um, the medical system. We didn't know it's a criminal organization full of good doctors and good personnel, just like the UN and WHO and governments around the world. They have a lot of good people in them who have no idea. They can't grasp that things are as corrupt as they are. And the word corrupt doesn't even touch it. You know, it took me decades to dig into this stuff and figure out who was in charge. And, and, you know, this is another topic that we might get into eventually. I'm just checking the time we've got left. You know, people ask what happened to me because I was a really good liberal a long time ago during the Vietnam War when I was in the university. And um, 
I thought I was taught, you know, as a little kid, that the liberals, the Democrats, the progressives, those were the nice people. And the Republicans are all, I mean, they're just money-hungry, selfish, they're mean, they don't care what happens to anybody, they just want to see all the poor people die, they want to kill everybody in wars. I mean, any bad quality, that's what conservative Republicans have. That's what I learned. And it took me a long time to figure out, wait a minute. And I also trusted the media as as a kid. And I had personalities that I got connected to and thought, wow, these are great guys. I was in California and the traffic helicopter guy was fantastic hero. And, you know, I mean, we started getting indoctrinated into ABC News when I was in, what was it, second grade? We heard this... Uh, that was in the early 50s, and we heard this guy named Clancy Cassell. He was a newscaster on, um, what station was that? It's maybe one of the ABC affiliates. And we just learned that those are all great people. They work 24 hours a day for everybody's benefit. They're totally selfless. They're really nice. All of them are great people. And when you learn that as a little kid, it sinks in. At least it did for me and most of the people I knew. And it's really hard to to find out later that not only is that not true, at the top it's run by evil that you can't even imagine. Now, that doesn't mean that evil is the force that controls everything. They're dominant sometimes when the rest of us are running around asleep. But they can't ever end up dominant because evil itself is a misconception. Everything came from the same source. And maybe things fell and there were defections and, you know, different ways of telling the story, angels falling and different things. But they started out as light and it's still inside them. It doesn't go away or they would cease to exist. It took me a long time to find that out. I thought evil was an entity in itself and it's an illusion in itself I don't know if there's a main demon called Satan or not there might be but he's not scary once you realize what's going on he's nothing compared to light so what you want when you realize that and the fear is gone you want those people to wake up too whether they're in a government official enforcing injecting poison into some kid which they're really doing now or a demon at a higher level or Mr. Satan or whoever's in charge you want them to look this is a bad choice you made you don't need to fill that role what if you quit what if you just quit your job they have to find somebody else to be the demon and what if they can't you know it's like it's like the uh the bumper sticker in the Vietnam War say we were finding out as college kids that it was all for nefarious purposes. It wasn't to bring freedom to the Southeast Asia. It was a little bit different than that. And they had a bumper sticker that said, what if they gave a war and nobody came? It's a good bumper sticker. What if nobody wanted to play the role of a demon or a government tyrant or a boss that fires you because you won't wear some obstruction device for breathing on your face or have poison injected what if nobody plays the bad roles well you might say well there's a lot of people playing those bad roles right now human and higher level lower astral people and whoever and yeah that's true there are lots and lots but they don't have anything compared to light. And you can't debate with them. If you do that, they'll do very unpleasant things to you. I've tried to do that. <laughs> it's not a good plan. But if you want to affect darkness, delete it from yourself. And that doesn't mean... Um, and I know this is supposed to be a news show, and we will get to a few news things, okay? But... If you want a comprehensive news show, watch InfoWars or watch uh, 
you know, some of the other great ones. There's a lot right now. Chris Guy's doing great shows, and um, the guy in Japan, what's his name? I'll remember. Um, anyway, there's a lot, and I don't have time to compete with them, and I have a crew of zero, so can't do that. So I have to try to give you a different insight, and that's what I'm spending the weeks doing, getting ready for the shows now. So I'm saying don't try to confront high-level evil. You're not going to do well if you do that until things are really different and you've taken a lot of other steps. But what you can do, and this is critical and it fits right into what the people are saying who are recommending mass noncompliance, which I agree with. You can't, if you understand what you're being ordered to do, it's suicide to comply. So what reward is worth committing suicide? I can't really think of any. It's not a good idea. It's not going to help people around you. And this is what Steve Kirsch and others found out. They got vaccinated and then they said, well, he, he told the story actually on uh, one of his blog posts. And I recommend getting on his mailing list. He, as I said, doing great work. And he said, he had a friend that he called up, and, and it was a lady, I think, and she said, yeah, I took the shot, but the other, or no, she didn't take the shot. People around her took it, and three of her close friends died from it. And he was saying, no, that's impossible. He's really into statistics. And he knew that um, it's not possible. The chances of that are like less than one in a quadrillion. It's not, if if there's almost no negative effects ever, like Gates and Fauci and all the other people said, Biden is saying, you know, it can't hurt you, or all these other corrupt fake health officials are saying that. He said, if that's true, you can't know three people who died from it. Not possible. And, it, and he got shocked. And he started looking and he said, wow, there's a whole bunch of people that died from it. And he found out about VAERS, and, and you know about VAERS, I think, um, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System in the U.S. They have similar things in some other countries, too, like the U.K. and places like that, but Canada has one. I don't know about the accuracy of those. They're probably not very good, but the one in in the U.S., they make it really hard and cumbersome for the doctors to use them, even though they technically re- require that they report injuries from the shots and deaths. So what Steve did as a statistician is he um, figured out what's the multiplier. You know, if they report one death on VAERS, what does it really mean? In, a, in other words, if they had all been reported, what do you have to re- multiply that by? Now, there was a Harvard study called the Pilgrim Study, I think, and they said they were estimated that less than 1% may be reported, which means the one would be at, come 100. But what Steve Kirsch figured out using eight different systems, if I remember right, uh, was that the multiplier was 41. And I think VAERS is reporting that this particular vaccine group has killed about 18,000 people at this point. So if you multiply 18,000 by 41, you get a rough idea. There are hundreds of thousands killed by this shot, and they're just keeping going. And to their great irritation, there's about um, 80 million, I think, people in the U.S. who say, hmm, that doesn't sound like a very good idea. You're going to take my job away. You're going to make it impossible for me to go to shows and restaurants and eventually go out of my um my house but the but the there's a good chance that this shot will either kill me soon or they find out about the animal trials that really were done this is accurate information and i remember one of the kinds of animals that they do horrible things to animals i don't think that is legitimate at all certainly not for testing poisons that you're going to give to people but they did it to a bunch of ferrets. Ferrets are really neat animals. You can have them as pets. And they're very smart. They'll go collect things like if you throw a ball and they'll go get it and bring it back like a dog. And they know their name. I've had them before. 
Anyway, they, they did this to a lot of ferrets, and some of the ferrets died quickly. All the rest of them died in a few months. All the rest. Now, you would think that if you're testing to make sure a product is safe, you would not use the product, and you say, wow, I'm sorry for the ferrets, but I'm glad I'm not going to be killing any people with this stupid product that just kills 100%. But that's not why they did the test, and the test was unofficial. So it's not being recognized now. And they said, oh, this is perfect. Let's start giving it to old people and then regular adults. And then maybe we can get the public to let us give it to their kids and their newborns. Now, if you let yourself look at that, you have an idea what's going on. And I think Fauci, Lord Fauci, who said... He's the doctor that knows more than anybody except maybe Bill Gates and uh, has taken over the country, which is one of the big, I think, mistakes, but crimes that Trump did, who's now complicit in the deaths of tens or hundreds of millions of people, maybe billions. Under Trump, money was given to these for-profit drug dealers and vaccine companies so they could take over and make laws. Well, not laws, but rules, de facto laws. And um, according to um, these authorities, all the people that are refusing to be injected are endangering everybody else, which is completely ridiculous. Because if it worked, then you don't care if somebody else doesn't get it. They die, but, you know, which is too bad, but. They're not going to affect you. But eventually they said, well, actually it doesn't stop you from getting the disease and you could still die. And a lot of people are dying who get it, get the injection. Even a lot of them are said to have died from COVID. They're actually dying from the shot in millions all over the world. I mean, more than a, it, I think it's probably more than a million in the U.S. Steve Kirsch thinks it's only a few hundred thousand maybe 700,000 or something, I don't remember. 41 times whatever is on VAERS right now. For the deaths, the injuries are way, way higher. And a lot of those injuries are permanent, life-disabling injuries. So, what they're, as I said, they're in a hurry because they're worried you might wake up or that I might wake up or that both of us or all of us might. And it might spread because they know that kind of pandemic has real potential to spread worldwide. And yeah, we're seeing it spread to the point of mass demonstrations, but I'm saying I'm looking at the next level, which is what if people became aware of the power that can flow through them in the form of frequency? This is not some new age nonsense. This is real. This is an aspect of what quantum physicists talk about. And I'm saying... We need to be aware of it now because they are speeding up. They are accelerating in fear that we might stop them. They really have that. At the top, at the middle levels, they're not very afraid. They think they've got all the power. At the top levels, they know they have a weak spot that could end the whole campaign. And that's you. Not just because you march in the street, it's because you wake up and realize wait a minute. This costume I'm wearing that I thought was me, male or female or certain age or my skin has a certain darkness or lightness and I'm from a certain country, a certain age, that's not me. They're worried that you might get questioning that and go beyond and say, well, if that's not me, all these labels that I've been busy defending all my life, What am I? If you go far enough with that, their game is over. And that's going to get back to your recall vacation. But, um, so what do they do? Worried about the fact that you show signs of waking up. A new variant. And it's almost like the oh my God variant, but it's the oh my cron variant. Sounds really scientific, but subconsciously I think it's connected to oh my God. You know, like, we're, we're dead. Like, forget it. The game's over. We're ho- it's hopeless. We had, 
take as many shots as they say. And they're saying, well, the last shots are not working, so you need more shots. And and they also say, well, the last shots destroy immune systems. So obvious answer is you need shots every month. And the people that survive those, which may not be many, may not be any if it's like the ferrets. The people that survive them will have the nanobots in them that can communicate with wireless radiation and they can be totally controlled and they won't be fully human anymore. I don't think it means that the consciousness in them is doomed, like some people are saying. You know, it means that they can't do anything through the body anymore and that they have to live the rest of this life as a zombie, which I don't think would be a good idea. So we need to reverse that. And to start where this idea of the recall vacation comes in is that in the recall vacation, you get the memories implanted. You can see Arnold go through the process. But you decide what you want in those memories. In other words, you are really creating the imagined world. And I'm saying, wait a minute. That is not just a movie, not just a movie idea. There's reality to that. And I don't say that lightly because it sounds cool or anything. I say that after decades of investigating it. It doesn't mean that the physical actions are not important. They are not just, you know, doing things to not comply, but also taking care of your physical body, learning about real health information that's being suppressed violently in America and most of the world right now that would make any injection of this poisonous garbage completely absurd. Nobody would fall for it. So learn how to take care of your physical body. It's not designed to be reliant on poison that people call medicine to be healthy. That's not how nature works. You know, there was a really interesting uh, project done in California called the Control Group Project, and you can look it up. And the, we did a show on it on the Sunday show, which is a free archive. You can find it. And um, what they did is they found all, you know, we've got all this so-called health and disease data on the people that get all these injections, which are now required for school and they're, Countries are now starting to say, if you're a human, if you're alive, you must get these injections and you don't have any choice. Austria is going that way. Australia is showing signs of making it complete. They're, in fact, in Australia, the last few days, they started hauling people away. I think these were indigenous people in Australia. There's a great video that we posted on it uh, about a lady warning everybody over Facebook. And they're starting to haul people away to camps that won't take the poison injection. It's not a good sign. I mean, there has to be a workable uh, alternative that you can access without special equipment, without having a million friends do it with you, without exposing yourself as a target. Um, and the whole point of this broadcast is that I think there is. So what they came up with is the new variant idea. And they're, what they're saying so far, and this is exactly what was expected, well, the old injections don't work on this variant because it's really a bad variant. I mean, that's why it's called the Oh My God variant. I mean, the Omicron variant. That's scientific. And um, they're saying they discovered it in Botswana. That's north of South Africa, in case you're not familiar with Botswana. It's a country just touching South Africa. It's landlocked in Africa, in the continent of Africa. And like everywhere else, it's full of really good people who are being victimized by these insane authority figures. And so they're saying they found four people who were travelers to Botswana, and they found the variant. And none of the articles about it that I've seen, and I've seen quite a few, talk about, wait a minute, Excuse me, how did you identify the variant on these people? They said it was on the people. 
because you can't even identify the original virus that was supposedly tested for using the PCR test. PCR test doesn't test for the virus, as David Icke likes to say all the time, and he's absolutely right. A test not testing for the virus. Well, wait a minute. Or what what do they say in Canada? Hold the phone. Um, If PCR doesn't test for a virus, what is it? And the answer is, according to Kerry Mullis, who invented the thing, and unfortunately died right before the pandemic started, so it's hard to talk to him now. But he said, this is a laboratory tool that will magnify the presence of any genetic fragments or material that you could find in a tissue sample. But it can't diagnose anything in anybody, period. Kerry Mullis said that, and he knows because he designed it, he invented it. It's really simple. It's not a diagnostic test. So I saw the um, statistics out today that 760,000 people, according to an article in one of the mainstream newspapers in the U.S. today, say have died of COVID-19 so far. All of them tested with the PCR test. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. If the PCR test isn't a diagnostic test, none of those figures mean anything at all. And when they were saying there was a horrible pandemic, they were included people who, you know, were perfectly healthy. But they said the PCR test came up with something out of them, which it does for with anybody. Carrie Mullis said, and this is a quote, exact quote, PCR can find anything in anybody, unquote. The authority figures figure that none of us will realize what that means. We're not conscious enough anymore. And the people who are educated, you know, meaning brainwashed and indoctrinated, whatever CDC says is the absolute truth and other guiding statements like that, they're not even going to be able to think about it. They just say, the authorities say this, therefore, we know it's true. And that's the, that really is the end of the thought process. And they, they're conditioned not just to disagree with anybody that doesn't believe that. They get really mad at them and see them as an enemy of humanity. I mean, it's amazing um, mind control. But the reality is, as far as we know, and I'm open to anybody that can contradict this and show it, um, there's no evidence that there was any virus And therefore, you can't have evidence of a variant of something you can't show exists. And none of the articles warning that this variant looks really bad address that question at all. In fact, they said it looks a lot more contagious. Well, how are they going to say whether it's contagious or not? They're going to test with the PCR test or some new derivative of that. Because I think uh, CDC said they were canceling PCR and said, well, it doesn't really work, so we'll keep using it until December, which is next next month in a few days, and then we'll do other tests, which Gates and other people are happily supplying, which all, you know they're all fake because nobody can demonstrate that the virus exists. They have no sample, so they have nothing to test against. It's all 100% fraud with a real bioweapon that's killing masses of people. So, with this new variant, they've already made some rules, I think, through Biden, who I don't think Biden can be blamed for knowing anything that he's doing. I don't think he's aware. But his bosses that tell him what to say have told him to shut down certain air travel from African countries near South Africa from or to the U.S. And things like that. Whatever they have to do to make it look real. Like, this variant's really bad. And the variant has a lot of advantages to their program because there are so many deaths from the injections that they need to explain they're all from COVID. And now they're all from the new variant. And amazingly, it's attacking kids now. It has nothing to do with the fact that the kids are all getting injected. That's a total coincidence. There's no, don't even look at that. It's just that 
kids are catching the new variant. And this um, variant apparently causes heart attacks in lots of people. Nothing to do with the fact that heart attacks are a side effect of the shot. Nothing at all to do with that. So the variant, this is the variant program. And I, and my interest, my only interest in it or in anything evil, evil being defined as not a religion you don't agree with or some evil, evil is defined as causing harm intentionally. In other words, for the sake of suffering. And that is the spirit that is in control of a lot of the world right now. And it goes above the human level. David Icke's right about that, in my experience. So my only interest in it is, what can we actually do that could turn it around and not take a long time? And the only thing I've found so far is based on this idea related to the recall movie theme that is that your every life form, including us, is generating a frequency all the time. And it comes from your emotional state and your degree of focus, relaxed, focused attention. And the reason it has power is because you're not the body. You're not the costume that you're wearing that you're going to leave after a few short years, maybe a hundred or so. That's, that's like a flash. That's nothing. Laughably short lifespan. But during the time you're in this costume, it matters what you do because it affects you and everybody else. Because we're all networked together like one family, but it's deeper than that. It's really deeper than that. There's one being that's real and has, did not need a religion to create it, was here before everything. And it's the essence inside everybody. So whatever comes through us, if that's not blocked out, it has the power to heal anything, even situations, even mentally ill people in positions of power have no defense against this. And we're supposed to be the generators, not from our own ego self, which is trying to be a new god or something. It's That's just silly from the real essence that flows through us if we don't block it, if our intent is aligned. So the idea is become aware of your of what you're broadcasting. You're running your own show 24 hours a day, and it comes from your emotional state, and that's voluntary. Just like fear is useless, and you can drop it if you want to, Love is all-powerful. Not the coming and going type where you think, wow, this person's incredible, I love them, and then they do something you don't like, and oh, I'd hate that person. Not that kind of love. There's a love that's like the essence of life and beauty, everything bright and, and good. And that's the essence of who you are. And it doesn't depend on what you believe or what label you're defending or anything like that. It's way more original than that. And that's what the bad guys are afraid of, that you find out, wait a minute, that wasn't just a belief. That wasn't a religion. That was real. That was who I am. Not the constructed labels and identity that we're always out there defending, thinking that I'm a, a man or a woman and, and or a child in this age and this nationality and this color skin and all these things that we're supposed to fight about, which are really stupid. I mean, they're beyond stupid. They're totally ridiculous. And if we have any awareness, the fact that we'd fight each other over nonsense would never come up. That's their fear. So we should manifest it it seems to me, and it's not going to destroy the bad guys. Anybody that's really attached to destroying bad guys is going to be disappointed because if you hate or want to destroy anybody, it blocks the consciousness that you and the power that you could transmit. 
So what I'm suggesting is we just do some simple stuff. We just become aware of what we're projecting. Now, you know, what you're worried about, all these scattered thoughts, each one of which has an emotion connected to it, sending it all over the place, having bad wishes towards somebody without even thinking about it, or good wishes towards somebody else that we think is really great. Um, those are blessings and curses, and they're real, and they affect everybody around you. You're sending those out, if you're like most of us, all the time without thinking about it. So we become aware of where the broadcast that you're sending out is going now, and letting that go and say, from my ego, I don't have the power to heal the world or anything, which is what needs to be done. But spirit does what people call God, that does. That's the essence of all consciousness. That's where love and everything comes from. That's where the miscalculation of evil will eventually resolve back to as well. Just for the moment, we've got this creation thing going on. So if we invite that spirit to flow through us, not by reciting a belief, but just for real saying, look, spirit, I'm sorry about the you know going crazy thing, and I would like to let you flow through me into my my world, this constructed um, movie that I'm considering to be real. And if, let me see how it can be affected. And even if you just start that, we have evidence now that that's real and that people do it on a small scale. It creates changes in the other characters in your movie. You're the star, but all the other people in your world are characters in your movie, and you're a character in their movie. It's very complex and seamlessly integrated, and every single one of the people has the power to heal the whole thing if they ever get focused and relaxed and aware enough to do that. So you might as well be the person to do it, to start it, and start the pandemic. Unconditional love not from your own limited self, but invite it to flow through you because that's our essence. I think, from what I can see so far, that's the weak spot of the plan of darkness. And generally, people seem to think that there's no power in that, that it's just a nice fairy tale, kumbaya, you know, new age type silly thing to not have to deal with reality. And I'm saying... Well, no, actually, it's got so much depth that it hasn't even been seen so far. If anyone had fully done it, you wouldn't look around and see what's happening. Anyone has the power to start it. And since you're the star of the movie, I'm suggesting that you consider being the person like tonight <laughs> or whenever it is you listen to this. If you're interested... And if you can even grasp the idea that you have immense access to positive power, which you do. So that's not much news in the show, but as I said, uh, watch InfoWars. They do a fantastic job. They've got a hundred people working for them. They've got Alex leading the show. He's not perfect and he gets mad at the bad guys all the time. And he gets so mad he can hardly function sometimes, which I totally understand. But in my opinion, he's a great person. You don't wait for somebody to be perfect for to appreciate what they're doing. His work has bought us some time. But there's no guarantee how much we have in this chapter. And even though nobody really dies, and that's another story, there are many of us that remember things before going through those changes. Um but he's doing great work, so I can't compete with that, and I don't want to. But I'm trying to give, you know, what's the most valuable thing I could remind you of? And the only thing I could think of that has potential to really turn things around right now is that if you become aware of who you actually are, wearing this costume, running around, doing your life, that's the beginning. 
In fact, you become aware of the frequency you're broadcasting. That comes right after. Changing it, that's the next step. Not from yourself, like, you know, there are healers that, and we got to stop because we're out of time, but there are healers that try to focus their own energy to heal somebody, and they can, but they get exhausted. It's not healthy for them. And then there are others that say there's healing energy that's intrinsic inside us. I'm going to let it flow through and I'll just provide the intent and the conscious focus. And they do healing and they get refreshed. Some say, you're one of those, be the second kind. Not as a professional healer unless you already are one. But whether you are or not, you're affecting everybody around you and the situations around you and the world leaders and everybody is being affected by you now. And if your emotions and thoughts are scattered all over the place, a lot of self-condemning junk and thought condemning other people, those all kill your power. Become aware of it. Focus it. Rela- learn to relax while you're doing it. And see, what do you wish for humanity? Project that out. Let it come through you. There's a lot more detail involved. But that's my suggestion. And I think that's the fear of the people at the top, which they shouldn't be afraid because it would help them. So anyway, hope you can relate to some of that. I just wanted it to be useful for you. And it's real life stuff related to your relationships that you're in, your situations that you're in, everything that you want, what's going on, you and your kids and everybody. Make use of it if you choose to. That's the message. So that's about it. I got to get ready for Planetary Healing Club. That's where we get into more details of how to use it specifically. Access point to that is planetaryhealingclub.com. And remember the main site, lostartsradio.com. We put educational videos and articles up there every day. So we're very much involved in what's going on in the world. I'm saying that's just not the end. That's the foundational understanding of our situation and then deciding what to do in response is what really matters. So go to lostartsradio.com. Take advantage of the free articles and videos. Support us if you want us to be able to do our work at uh, the donate button there and also subscribe star link on lostartsradio.com and it shows the platforms where we're still allowed to be and talk and you can support those, help us spread the links, get past the censorship and the main message, take care of yourself. You're so valuable to what happens in this video that we call the real world. It's a simulation, but it's you that is the main projector. You become aware of that and start taking charge of what you're putting into the scripts of everybody, and you'll be amazed. Things you didn't think were possible start to happen. I just want to see us do that and then scale it up and not take forever to do it. So my suggestion, planetaryhealingclub.com if you want access to the group that goes further into it. And uh, remember the Sunday night show tomorrow, which is going to have a great guest, as always. Um, that It's been amazing, the people we've been able to meet on the Sunday show, and that's tomorrow. And those are all free, and they're on archives going back years and years. So that's about it. Happy Thanksgiving again. Thanks for being here, and we'll go get ready for the club meeting, and we'll see you in a little while. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. 
We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash lostartsradio. On our site, you can also access our free listener form as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.